0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. It's David with Isaac tonight. I'm not rolling solo. We are here post-game after a nail-biter, man. The Grizzlies hold off the Warriors 104-101 to in overtime. And I, listen, I'm watching this game, and the Grizzlies tie it up the Warriors are coming down the floor and I told my wife, I'm like, it's over. Steph Curry had the ball in his hand. I was yep. fully expecting a dagger from Steph right there. Fortunately, the defense held out, forced the overtime. The Grizzlies were able to win the game. Isaac, I, I think you said it all, man. It, it, it's much easier to stay up when the game's in like this.
1: Definitely, man, man. Late night, man. We just got out of the, the postgame presser um, and just super impressive. I mean, you you go back to last night and how those, how that played out. You got a young team, second night of back-to-back, last game on a road trip, and you're thinking this this could be a tough one. You know, figure gold State had just one circle from last year from the Grizzlies knocking them out out in the Bay Area last year uh, going into the play, and you're thinking they're going to be looking for revenge. And they came out, and, and it looked like that early. I was like, man, this is going to be one of those nights. Grizzlies down 17 in the first quarter, 37-20. to and But they just didn't give up, man. They just kept battling, just kept battling. And and there were times where Ghost State would kind of throw a punch and they just never quit. And, man, this, the resiliency that this team shows, I mean, it's just fantastic. And to do this without Dylan Brooks, I mean, that's even more impressive. Uh, and just like you said, man, any with the Warriors, you just – and Steph Curry's on the floor, you just never feel like it's over. I mean, you just feel like anytime he's just going to come down, anytime the game's close late that he's going to come down and – hit a dagger shot and just never came, never came in regulation and never came in overtime. Damian Lee hit some big threes, but but they, he'll Steph Curry in check, man. I don't, I can't remember the last time I've seen Curry miss that many consecutive threes, especially in big moments like that. Just did a fantastic job on him tonight, man. There's nothing else you could say about that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think he had 24, 23 or 24 at the half. And he ends the game with 36 going into overtime. I. Hey, you have to be, as a Grizzlies fan, watching the first half of this game and the way that this game started, how bad they looked defensively, the adjustments that this coaching staff was able to make throughout the game for them to be playing at the level that they were at the end of this game in order to win it, it was huge. We were right back to what they were doing against Portland. ton of open shots, a lot of open yeah. looks. They, the the Warriors got some easy buckets down low with Draymond Green handling the ball, and I'm like, man, not this again, not this again. I, I can't stomach watching another one. Last night's podcast was rough without you, man. I, I stumbled through it. I, I got it knocked out, but I didn't have anything positive to say, and that's really the first time all season that I didn't have anything positive to say.
1: Yeah, it, it was a rough night last night, and, and you kind of go back to those first two games and, and what we've kind of been seeing is they've struggled defensively all year but to think about the the first couple of games and i won't even say the lakers game because they were right there in that one their offense has been enough to make up for their defensive shortcomings and that wasn't the case at all last night they not only was the defense bad they just couldn't score uh especially in the second half of that game and you saw the results and that kind of looked like that where this one was heading tonight look at the first quarter i mean just killing them at backdoor backdoor just killing them at backdooring them to death and they just didn't have an answer for it early but kind of when this game changed and they were still down by 10 at the half but when they brought that second unit in plus jared and -hmm. we've talked about this before i'm i haven't been a big fan of of jared at at the five like i've just always thought a lot of people felt like that's where he would eventually end up playing for this team and i kind of thought he was better at the four but I think playing Jeremy at the five, he kind of opened up the floor offensively and allowed them to kind of switch everything. And they brought him in with that bench lineup, and, and he was playing center. And that's kind of what his game flipped. I mean, there's some really, really good minutes there and kind of gave good Grizz a little bit of momentum going into the half. Golden State kind of went on a little bit of a run there. But they had, they had to lead down to 10, which it had been 19 at one point. And, and I think that's kind of what gave him the momentum going into the half to kind of keep this thing close and keep it in striking distance. And from there, into in the third quarter, I mean, the defense ramped up. I mean, they locked in, just like Josh said. And, man, that's one of the better defensive performance that I've seen in a while from this team. I mean, just second half, just complete defensive performance from Melton and Kyle and blocking shots at the rim. I mean, Melton just everywhere. Still an in inbound pass. getting tips. Uh, I mean, it was just fantastic. Uh, and, and, again, uh, the job that they did on Steph, I think they said he was like one of nine, I think I want to say, uh, down the stretch from the, from the fourth quarter on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just tremendous man um, and again man the resiliency for a young team to bounce back like this after the performance last night and last, last game of back to back with travel I mean it's just it's, it's, it's crazy to see man you just can never count this team out because I think those people after last night had to kind of resign this is just, this was going to be a loss a schedule loss as you say and it was not that at all man and to beat this team second time in a row in overtime uh, <laughs> out there in San Francisco man it's just fantastic
0: how about the free throws tonight man
1: yeah i know it's kind oh, of like, second night of the back-to-back yeah, yeah that's, that, that, makes that's it even I, more impressive I,
0: I was harping on free throws last night because they missed so many and they were 9-19 last night yeah. yeah yeah you know like stephen adams didn't miss stephen adams shot four man, he's,
1: he's been fantastic for the line that's kind of I think he was like 40 something percent. Like, has he even missed one this year he, in, he in has season.
0: To this point, yeah, I he, is not. My sister, he, nope. he
1: missed one. I think, I think he only missed like one or two in the preseason. I know mm-hmm. I don't think he's missed any in a regular season. And he was, like a forty-two percent shooter last yeah, year. He, so he's
0: been historically a bad free throw shooter. Yeah, uh, but he he's been good so far in the regular season. You know, he, I, I don't want to get too far away from you know the credit you were giving D'Anthony Melton four four steals and three blocks from God, him tonight. It's ridiculous
1: and stuff, man.
0: You need that kind of stuff from him, and that's why like he's so important because of what he can do on the defensive end. He was terrible offensively tonight. Yeah,
1: he always scored seven points, and he was four, three for 10. Yeah. One for six, one of six from three. three. Yeah.
0: The inconsistencies that we were concerned with, and, and I'm not going to harp on it a ton tonight because I did talk about it last night. At length, Inconsistencies is a concern for him, and we, we're having a little inconsistent stretch here. He was good early, had, had a few good games starting off, and then, you know, the, these last couple games – He's really been almost invisible in the offensive end, but you know when when you're three for ten from the field, one for six from three, and you're still a plus seven on the night. You know, are well not plus that that's his point. He was still a positive. He was plus one on the night. You know, like you're you're doing something extremely well on the defensive end, and that was you know holding Steph Curry in check.
1: Yeah, shout out to my guy, Reverend Knight, Grizzlies color analyst, and, and friend of the program who's calling him Mr. Do-Something. I mean, he, he lived up to that building tonight. I mean, like you said, did struggle offensively. Only scored seven points, and again, one of six and three, three of ten overall, man, but six rebounds, three assists, four steals, three blocks, and I mean, all, all, those, all those plays were key. I mean, those blocks late uh, late in the game, man, he had a steal on an inbound. Uh, I remember just all over the floor tonight just making plays, and they don't win this game without those plays that him and him and Kyle Ernst have made defensively. Uh are one of those guys really played well uh offensively. Uh but you just look at Kyle's nine eight points, nine rebounds, three assists, two blocks. I mean just big, big defensive plays uh down the stretch. And and, and again, man, huge
0: doing huge late in yeah. the
1: game. Yeah. He had a block at the rim. I think it was a Igadala uh mm-hmm. going to the rim. He had Kyle had a big block on him. Uh got him clean, man. And I think that led to a I think they scored on that possession, which was huge in a huge moment in the game. So Again, man, these guys locked in. Defense was a, a problem in the first quarter, but from like the mid-second quarter on when they brought that bench to the end, the Grizzlies kind of outplayed them. I had the numbers here. I can't remember how much they outscored them by some, a big, pretty big margin uh, from the second quarter on. But uh, again, man, just a fantastic, fantastic win by this team. And, and as they say, man, they haven't been saying this for a while because Pete and Brevin haven't been traveling with the team, but hashtag happy flight, man. It's yeah. going to be a good one uh, when they're coming back home to Memphis and, Got a big game on Saturday night against Miami, man, and it hopefully Grizz Nation comes out to support this team, man, because they they earned it tonight, man. I, I just fantastic, fantastic win, man. I don't even don't even have words to describe it, really.
0: I, I missed an opportunity there, man. You mentioned Igudala, and I really wanted to plug in a <laughs> Max Kellerman thing there, but I I, I missed it. It's late. I'm mentioning it now, but the one liner is not as good at this point. We're talking about defense and and Jaron. I know that there are a lot of people that are upset with Jaron. I've witnessed yeah. it. I've, you know, like the, the, the amount of slander that he's getting right now is just insane. It's to me. Just ridiculous, man. But he, here's a stat that you're not really going to look at that you don't see in the box score. You really got to dig to find it. The Grizzlies, with Jaron Jackson on the floor, they're a 103 defensive rating, 103. That's their defensive rating. With Jaron Jackson off the floor, they're a 117. A fourteen-point difference between Jaron being on and off the floor, he's impacting the game. He's doing one good plus
1: thing. minus on the team, yeah. plus fourteen highest plus minus on the team tonight uh, for for Jaron. So I mean, that's something. I mean, people and criticism of him, like and you tweeted out earlier, like these people are gonna be some crow uh, yeah. at some point, and that's definitely definitely gonna happen. And again, I mean, he's not playing terribly now. I think. I mean, he's he's missed some shots. I think at times forced some threes up, but. He's doing good things. Uh, I mean, uh, again, I think one of the biggest stretches of this game, outside of the stuff in the second half, was that second back end of the second quarter where he came in with that second unit, and again, man, played really well, uh, leading lead that unit. So I mean, yeah. he's doing some good stuff, and again, he, they don't win this game without him. Uh, I think one of the, in that scramble had a big offensive rebound uh, late late in the game. I mean, he he does some good stuff out there, and I just think people looking at the contract, they look at his injury history again, and they just they're just already have these preconceived notions to jump on him when, when, when he's not offensively not playing as well as they think he should. But, I mean, again, he, his offense is going to come, man. We've seen this guy make shots. We know what he can do. Uh, but, again, he's impacting the game in, in other ways, and, and he hasn't been terrible like a lot of people would have you believe if you look at, look at social media, so to speak.
0: Yeah, eight rebounds from him tonight, 15 points. What Wasn't great from the floor, but he did make adjustments. He had some 100%. fouls early. And, you know, I, he had three fouls pretty early in this game, and two of them were extremely avoidable fouls. They were like frustration fouls. Frustration
1: fouls. And,
0: and we talked about that um, some in the beginning of last year with Dylan making frustration fouls. And Jaron's got to get away from that because of the the, the way that he plays, he's going to get a call against him every single game. On the defensive end, because of the way that he plays, he's going to get a foul call that is questionable every single game he can't afford to have the the frustration fouls it's it's not it's not going to end well for him and you know he had those three fouls he ends up only getting four for the the rest of the game but I was I was worried that we were going to have him off the floor for an extended period because of those three fouls and you know he ended up you know keeping it together and staying on the floor and, and making a huge impact like you said the biggest plus minus on the team
1: and you can you can see it last night for, for those that feel like you struggled When he went to the bench uh, last night with those fouls, I mean, that was kind of lights out from there. That's kind of when Portland took over the game when he was off the floor. I mean, you, if you watch the games and just don't watch the box scores, when he's off the floor, you'll see how much they struggle. They're much better with him on the floor. And you laid out a stat, and it's probably even more impactful than I would even thought from what you just said. That, that shows you right there how important he is to this team. And I do want to send a shout-out to – Zyra Williams. If you just looked at the box score, you usually say, oh, he he played terrible. Four points, one rebound, one assist, a steal, two blocks, uh, only two of nine from the field, all seven from three. Uh, but a plus twelve play played 21 minutes in the game. And I had some people on Twitter kind of dogging him, saying, I, I don't understand why he's playing. But I kudos to the, to this coaching staff because they've decided very early on that they're gonna let him let him take his lumps. He's gonna be because he was out there for in, in crunch time, in some, some really, really important segments of the game tonight. And, and they let him stay out there and play. And he did, a, I think he did a, a, a great job on Steph the times that he was on him. He yeah. uh, did a fantastic job on him. So, shout out to Zaire and his coaching staff. I mean, this is going to pay dividends long term. And if you look at this box score again, you wouldn't think he had a great game. But the two blocks and the length, I think, really bothered Steph when, when they had him on, on, on Curry at different points in the game.
0: Yeah, I, I was super happy with it. You know, the the, the three defensive stats are good. And I that's that's the fantasy basketball guy in me being super happy about that. You, you know, but he, he was he was effective on the defensive end, and because you know he's got that you know six nine frame with extremely long arms, and he can move his feet. He he can be a terror on defense, and I think that that's going to play out pretty well for the Grizzlies. You know, especially with, you're looking ahead to the playoffs, and you're, you're looking at teams, the Utah Jazz, who they matched up with last year in the playoffs. Every single person on that team, outside of Whiteside and Gobert, can shoot the three. So you're gonna have to have long guys that can guard the perimeter. Zaire Williams gives them another guy that can do that and need that. I, I had a conversation, and I believe it was from somebody that initiated the conversation with you last night, and they were upset because Zaire was on the floor. And I'm like, man, if you're going to be mad because he's playing
1: rough. You're going to be mad a lot.
0: <laughs> like, you, be, you better buckle up because you're yeah. going be, to be pissed off a lot this year. Because he's playing. Gonna, yeah, like, <laughs> they're, they're not going to set him down. In order for this team to get to the level that, that they want to get to, you have to go through these lumps with him. It, it's just part of it. It's it's something that, you know, there's going to be times when it's tough to watch. There's going to be times when we're like, oh, you know, get him off the floor. That's going to happen. But we just got to suck it up and get through it because at the end of the day, like, the, the Grizzlies need him to be good in order to reach their ceiling.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and to talk about Morant Mar- tonight, uh, I think we've seen the last few games going back to the Lakers game, where teams are now throwing size on him. They're, they're crowding him every time when he tries to get to his spots. They don't allow him to try to force the ball out of his hands. For some reason, the Lakers went away from it uh, in the second half. Portland kind of stuck with it last night, and, and it caused him to struggle, even though he still, you look at his box score, he still had good numbers last night. Uh, but tonight, he kind he of talked about it in the pro, post-game press conference tonight, said he, he got out of the bed in the third quarter. He said he wasn't even awake, it feels like, in, in that first half. Um, 18 points in the third quarter for him. Uh, tied as high as ever. I think the the only other time he scored eighteen, uh last year's opener against San Antonio, uh he had eighteen. So he tied his career high in a quarter, but eighteen tonight. Uh but ended up with 30 points, seven rebounds, uh five assists, four steals, um uh, eleven twenty two from from the field, two of eight from three, six of six from the free throw line in forty two minutes. What was a was a minus four, but most almost every out on the team was a negative because of that big deficit early in the game. But I mean, just been fantastic plays down the stretch. Uh, What about the, the big three that he hit uh, over Draymond Green? Uh, just a deep three, held the poles, man. I love that. Uh, well, I mean, I just love that fire from him. And again, man, struggling in, in, in the first half, but came up big uh, when this team needed him and made big plays down the stretch. And that's what you want to see from your your young 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 all-star. Um, and, and I think he's going to be an all-star this year because, I mean, you keep on putting up numbers like this. I mean, another 30-point night for him. It's, it's, it's fantastic, man. and just easy to watch. When he gets going downhill, it's hard to stop. And I love the confidence that he's stepping up and taking those threes with. Uh, I mean, you, you don't see a hesitation at all. He's letting them fly. Even when he's not making a lot of them, he still steps up and takes a shot with confidence. And he had a couple of long ones tonight. I think, how many did he hit? Two of eight. Both of those threes were long, long threes that he hit tonight. So I, I like that he shooting the threes with confidence because, again, man, when when he's able to knock down shots from the perimeter, that just makes him even more tougher to guard
0: yeah I, one thing that he's got to clean up though man it, the turnovers you know he had nine last, he had nine night, last night and he yeah. had uh what do you have five he had tonight, five tonight. Yeah. yeah so you know that's six, something, he, he's a leader of this team and you know that when you have the ball in your hand when you're out there and you're the playmaker for your team you're gonna have turnovers but the elite guards that are able to lead their teams and, and take them to the championship level, they take care of the basketball. And, and that's, you know, that that comes with time. I, I think that he gets better. And, and obviously, you know, even with the five turnovers tonight, he still led them to the victory. But that that's something in a close game, one or two of those turnovers can make the difference between winning and losing. And so, you know, like, in that Portland game, some of them were just, like, long-errant passes, you know, like he he was trying to, you know, initiate the break, and he slings out a long pass, and the defense was just able to get to it. You know, it it was, you know, not passes that he typically makes. But it's, you know, I'm just kind of nitpicking, honestly. Like, he he had a good game tonight, and that 18-point third quarter uh, really propelled the Grizzlies to the win. Uh, I I just – I, I want to see that stuff get better. And, and I know that he does too. You know, you can tell anytime that he is, you know, he's talking, he's talking about improving. And he doesn't really, when uh, I think it was Drew that said something to him tonight about the 18 points in a quarter, and he didn't even realize. He yeah, he didn't he did.
1: realize yeah. yeah. He didn't realize. Yeah. He didn't realize. He's like, because he's, he's like you. Uh, you said I had 18. I think he wasn't, he wasn't even aware that he had 18 in a quarter. I um, mean, like you said, he holds himself accountable. Even when, like, he lost, like, in, in the Lakers game where he missed the free throw. But, I mean, he did everything he could at 40 points. I mean, it's hard to kind of be critical of a guy when you have 40 points, and he still felt like that loss was on him. And that's the attributes of a leader uh to, to hold himself accountable. And, again, I think he knows that he has these turnovers. I mean, he, he said him and his dad and his mom, I think he was on ESPN was the other day, that they go back and watch every game. So he sees this stuff, and he's definitely going to work on it. I think, at times, some of those turnovers he tries to make home run plays that sometimes, like, I mean, he can do these crazy things. So he tries some stuff that sometimes probably that he probably shouldn't shouldn't try. That it kind of ends in turnovers because I mean he's so superhuman at times and does all this crazy stuff. And, and then somebody the, he always tries to do some of these things and sometimes they result in turnovers. And I think that's kind of where you see some of that from. But and he holds he can't, he handles the ball so much uh, that that you're gonna have some turnovers. But yeah, I mean you don't want to see look at the box score and see nine. Uh, down there, you have five assists and then five turnovers. That's not not what you want to see. So I agree that you want to see those cleaned up. But again, that's being nitpick. I mean, he's been fantastic and been doing everything pretty much for this team uh offensively. So uh, not not too critical of him. But again, that is something that I think as his game matures, that you'll you'll see get cleaned up.
0: So here we are. I, I I'm kind of moving away from Ja, did you have anything else on him before? I don't want to keep bouncing back and forth No, no, you, man. So, I, there is something uh, – Tillman gets playing time, and we got BC with a DNP coach's decision tonight. We talked about it in the Lakers game, and we talked about it because of the size of the Lakers. The Warriors are not a big team. So, why do you think that – you know, what happened that Tillman is getting the time and BC is not – and we still have John Conchar. It was seven minutes. It was only yeah. seven minutes. But why is John Conchar still getting time? And why do you think that Tillman is getting the time over Brandon Clark?
1: I think if you look at last night, I think Brandon's performance defensively is probably why we, we saw him get a DNPCD tonight. I mean, he struggled. It wasn't bad offensively. Uh, there was kind of a, a, a debate going on with Grizz Nation last night uh, on, on Twitter with Brandon Clark. almost saying he's playing really well. Other people said he struggled offensively. He wasn't bad last night, but defensively, man, it was a mess. Uh, and he wasn't the only one. It was pretty much their the entire team yeah, outside that, of was... Des and Bain. So I'm not gonna, gonna gonna jump on him like that. But <laughs> but I think that's kind of what we saw tonight. I think they they probably trust Tillman more defensively, and I think that's why we kind of saw some some more some minutes from him tonight. But I think it's probably going to fluctuate throughout the season. It seems like. Those two guys, one game, it might be Brandon Clark. If he has a good game, he might play a couple games. And then if he doesn't, Tillman might play. And I think that's kind of uh, what we saw tonight. And some, some solid minutes from Tillman played. Uh, 22 minutes was a plus three, four points, 4. four rebounds, three assists, one steal, uh, two of five from the field. So doing a little bit of everything out there. I think really, really solid minutes. Remember tonight, not a lot of scoring from the bench, but I think uh, pretty much outside of country, all the guys played really well, Tyus. Uh, came in and played some good minutes tonight, hit a big three uh, that they really needed from the top of the key. Uh, Five points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, two of five from the floor, one of three from three in 17 minutes. And he was a plus six uh, off the bench. So he's he's, he's been playing well. He he talked about feeling like his three-point shoot numbers were subpar uh, last season and that he really got a lot of shots up this summer. And you've seen this. He's been shooting at three confidence and he's been knocking it down through these first five games. Uh, So, I mean, and that's valuable. And we – We've talked about Ja, and as, as he matures, that – and you hate to say this, but they, that they don't really need a guy as good as Tyus uh, as a backup. I mean, I think he's going to be a free agent at the end of this season, and he's going to be able to go somewhere and probably make more money and, and play more minutes. The Grizzlies are not going to pay him probably what he's going to get on the open market to back up Ja. I mean, I think we've kind of seen that he's been phased out a little bit. I think Ja, ja played 42 minutes tonight and Tyus 17 minutes. Um, and, and they and I just playing think, together, you know. Yeah, they do. but they did have a little stress there. You're right that they played play together. So he, he's been playing well. Uh, I, I've been impressed with him. I mean, the numbers, he's not getting big offensive numbers, but he's coming in and doing some good things. I think say he had 11 assists and no turnovers on the season uh, so far. Uh, so, I mean, and he's been coming down, knocking, up, knocking down threes, and if he gets a couple threes a game, that really helps his team out the bench. So I've been impressed with, with what Tyus has done.
0: Yeah, he he's shooting 50% from the field on the year so far. So, you know, I mean, his shots are falling. The thing that that I like that they've been doing with him, and and I've watched it a couple of times over the la- these last couple of games, is him playing without the ball. And catch and shoot, he he is good, man. He he's a yeah. good catch and shoot guy. And I I was trying to pull it up while you were talking about him and I and I didn't get it pulled up. But I'd be interested to see what his catch and shoot numbers are. I'm sure it it's it's a pretty high percentage. I would guess that he's probably over 40% on catch and shoot. That that would be my guess. You know, it's that's not for sure, but I, I will have that whenever we come back for the next game. I I don't mind it when they run Tyus and Ja together just because. You know, it gives you the bit like ties, catch and shoot, his ability, and then also, you know, like Jock ja can play off of the ball, and Ty's, you know, Tyus takes care of it. He doesn't turn it over, and that's an, an extremely important trait for a backup point guard. You don't have to have a guy that's going to go out there and light up the scoreboard. You, you have to have a guy that manages the game. Tyus does it well. But like you said, he's probably going to get a lot more money on the open market, and he deserves probably to play more than 17 minutes a game.
1: Yeah, he's definitely better than a 17-minute-per-game player. But, again, man, while, while he's here, I mean, he's doing good things off the bench. And uh, it's good for the Grizzlies right now. So, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I guess he could be a guy that you could look at a trade deadline. that They might look to move. Those firing contracts are valuable. Uh, even with Jared Culver, he's six-plus million. I mean, they got a lot of ammo, man. Again, I've long said this, even going back to the summer, just kind of getting off topic. But I, I think this team makes a semi-significant move it's deadline. I man. they have three first round picks in this year's draft and they could hold on to all those picks and possibly use those picks to try to move up or they could use a couple of them in a trade here, but I, I don't, there's no way that they're going to execute all three of those picks. Uh, but I think, and they have a lot of second rounders too uh, coming up in the year. So, I mean, they have a lot of ammo if they wanted to make a move. And I think, I think we'll possibly see that Kyle is another guy that we have discussed that you, you could see moved at the deadline as well. So they have a lot they can put together to make, make a move, but, uh, I want to look at the, the team stats here a little bit. Uh, field goal Grizzlies, 39 of 97 uh, for 40.2%. Uh, Golden State, 39 of 90. So the Grizzlies get up seven more shots. Uh, Golden State out shoots them. So they shoot 43.3%. Uh, from three-point range, Grizzlies go 12 of 48. Not a good three-point shooting night for twenty twenty five twenty eight 28%, but 14 of 40 for Golden State for 35%. So Golden State only gets is only plus six uh, in three-point shooting. And anytime you can be with blend plus six, uh, only give up a six point differential, and threes to Golden State. You're doing pretty good uh, because they're a team that you know going to put up uh, a lot of threes. So they usually outshoot most of their opponents from three. So only to, to twelve to fourteen, I think for the Grizzlies, I think that's a good number. And I think they you had extra total net before the game. I think they would have taken it. Uh, free throw line fourteen and fourteen, perfect for the Grizzlies after going nine of nineteen uh, on the second night of back to back. Uh, Golden State 9 of 12. So the Grizzlies, two more shots to the free throw line. That's something that you probably not going to see going against a Steph Curry led team. Uh, Grizzlies out, rebound them 51 to 48, 10 offensive rebounds to seven. Uh, so I mean, just a, a solid game outside of that first quarter. Uh, this team just played, played really well tonight, and uh, again, man, a big, big win. I, I felt like going two and two on this trip was big. I thought it would be probably the Clippers in Portland, but again, we just never know in association, I kind of talked about that before this trip started, that you just never know uh, what's going to happen. And the road trip looked tough on paper, but I felt like they find a way to come out with two, man. And they did, man. And it it's good to to feel some good vibes going and coming back home, going to Saturday night against the Miami Heat.
0: Yeah, the Grizzlies get uh, eight of the next ten games at the Forum. So a lot less traveling here. Uh, I think when they go, go to Washington and then to New Orleans. So, two fairly short road trips comparatively, um, and, and then play a lot of games there at the forum. So, that's going to be good. Good for the rest. Good for the legs. Uh, Jaron said, uh, Jessica ben, uh Is it Benson? It is. Yeah, Benson. Yeah, Benson, I, yeah. I almost said Jessica Beale, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> just stumbled there. Uh, she tweeted out uh, Jaron on the, the post game interview radio. Uh, he told me he was tired as hell. So, you know, like <laughs> these, these guys need a little rest, these road trips. I think the extended stay in L.A. Um, showed up yeah. in that Portland game. Yeah, I
1: think a little L.A. hangover, yeah, yeah. I think, think so. So,
0: <laughs> you know, it, it's th- there's a lot of stuff that goes into an 82-game 80, season. they are only five games into it, but, you know, you could tell at the end of the game, you could see the fatigue on these guys. And so glad they pulled this one off next game Saturday at home against the Heat. And then they got, what, two against the Nuggets Nuggets,
1: that. Yeah, two against and, the Nuggets Monday and Wednesday at the Wizards on Friday. And they started next week with the Timberwolves. You got Hornets on Wednesday, Suns on Friday, and back-to-back in New Orleans at the Pelicans. So, uh, I think a measure, very manageable schedule. Again, home heavy coming up um, in, in November. So, I think they got an opportunity to, to put some wins together. That that back-to-back with the Nuggets, that's going to be interesting. Uh, um uh, Jokic kind of got banged up and I think he'll 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 probably be back for those two games. So not gonna get that lucky. It would have been, been nice to 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 see them get two opportunities to take them on without Jokic, but glad to glad to see Jokic. You wanna wanna see them beat teams with their best players. Uh so I mean uh, again, he'll probably be back for those games, but it's gonna be interesting. It's a good measuring stick to, to go against a team that's thought to be ahead of you in the standards. I don't know if that'll end up being the case. I think they can Compete right there with the Nuggets, but to get two back-to-back games with them at home, that's going to be interesting at the beginning of the next week.
0: Yeah, you got some guys that are playing well for the Nuggets, and then and then some guys that are struggling. You know, you mentioned Jokic getting banged up. He looked like he wanted to play the second half of that game, and uh, Mike Malone was like, "Man, it's a long season." <laughs> you know, like set yeah, you get the MVP, Let, man. See. We
1: can't. We're not going to so enforce it, this right now.
0: He's listed as day-to-day right now. I would expect that he's going to play, but it's not set in stone for sure that he's going to play. I know that he's going to be on the trip. So, if he doesn't play Monday, they're definitely going to see him Wednesday. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is off to a slow start this year. He's not playing that well. But Will Barton has been, you know, Memphis guy been playing extremely well. So, you know, the the Nuggets are a deep team. They're a dangerous team. One of my all-time favorite Grizzlies is on that team. And uh, I always like seeing him come back it's to Michael Memphis. Green. Yep, Lo- love that dude, man. So, you know, it- it's it- – even though he's not wearing a Grizzlies uniform, he- I will always, always respect him and his game and the way that he plays. I just – I like that style of player, man. So.
1: Yeah, he was a guy that, I mean, he just came out – it was a G League guy kind of in and out of the league, man, and really earned everything he got. So, I definitely love to see those those type of guys and have respect for for how he kind of got where he is. And, and it was a – man, fantastic, great I love this time here. Yeah. Yep. He done a lot of good things. So
0: looking forward to it, man, I will, uh, I'll be there. Um, We're probably the, the post game shows will probably come like the morning after like the day after both of those games, I will be at the forum for both of them for the Monday and Wednesday game next week. So um, we'll work that out. Maybe we'll do a pre-show like a matchup before the game on Monday and then do the two, like a, a series review after both games. We'll see. We can work that yep. out as we go. Sounds
1: good. But, um, and and, and to add to that, man, a couple sneaky good games after the two Nuggets games, two teams that coming into the season probably wouldn't have had a lot of thoughts on them being really good, but the Wizards uh, at their 4-1, and, and the Timberwolves are playing really well, too, defensively, especially. Uh, They're 3-1, they're so uh, those, those are four tough games. I mean, you would have looked at the schedule and thought, oh, the Wizards and the Timberwolves, those are Two, two easier games, but not so far, man. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie has been fantastic for the Wizards, averaging 20 points a game. And he's been uh, a revelation to really help that team. I figured he would be big for that team. I think the one thing they were missing last year was they didn't have that, that, the true point guard, a guy that could, could really lead that team. Um, I think they were missing that, and I think he's a seamless fit there. I'm sure uh, fantasy, uh, playing fantasy basketball, I'm sure whoever has him is loving him right now, man, because he fills the stat sheet up.
0: Yeah, I don't know how serious his injury is, but he didn't play tonight, so I don't know. Oh, did he not? Yeah, no. I don't know if he'll be back. I don't know if it's a day-to-day thing. I didn't.
1: Yeah, I didn't even I, see I he had, just, that injured. Yeah,
0: I just caught it, like, right before we came on that he didn't play tonight, so I didn't get a chance to take a look to see what's going on there. But, you know, he, he may or may not be there. But even, you know, without him, they still got plenty of weapons. Kyle Kuzma is is playing really well, you know, and, and that's, you know, kudos to him he was playing pretty well in LA before LeBron got there. And then, you know, his his game, like his role changed completely. And I think people forgot that, you know, he's completely capable of this.
1: He, he had a
0: 21 and eight tonight. So, you know, Kuzma is able to fill it up, uh, maybe not very efficiently, but he ain't scared to shoot the ball. So.
1: No, he's a much better player than the narrative is out there. I mean, people talk about him, like he's just straight trash. And if, if he's a guy that you got coming off your bench, especially, I mean, he's, a, a good player, man. I, would, I wouldn't mind having the Grizzlies uniform. I mean, people talked about that in, in the past and people laughed. It was like, no way I want that, that, that guy on the team, man. But I mean, he can, especially when he has stretches where he plays really well, and you go back to that Lakers situation, I think that to kind of go against it, I think they chose the wrong guy. I mean, they let Brandon Ingram and, and Randall go and kind of kept Kuzma because at that time people thought Kuzma was kind of the guy out of that group. But I think I'm sure they are looking back kicking their stuff on that one right now, but yeah, I mean he's been playing well uh, with with the Wizards.
0: Yeah, I mean they, they the Lakers, they don't make all those moves. They'd be they'd be a heck of a team, man. Yeah, you know, you look at the just a <laughs> man, handful yep. of guys that they got rid of with you know Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, uh, D'Angelo Russell. You know those yeah. five guys yeah. all in Lakers uniform, part of that young core that they busted up and you know, it, it is what it is. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but, you know, the, the Wizards are definitely playing above what everybody expected them to be this year. The The Timberwolves don't really surprise me all that much because toward the end of the year last year, they were not necessarily playing the tank, and that's something, you know, they were playing to win close to the end of the year, and in the situation that they were in, you know, it, it's, it's surprising that that's what they were trying to do, but you know, here they are, and, you know, Anthony Edwards is, is looking great. Carl Anthony Towns is coming back after, man, a, a nasty year for him with COVID and, and losing family members and everything. Yeah. And, and he's looking great. So, you know, they definitely can't take those two games off. Um, and, and you know, we, we know what the Nuggets are, you know, with Jokic, without Jokic. It's still a deep team. Even without Jokic, it's going to be a tough, tough series um, if they if he doesn't play. But I think that he's going to be there.
1: Yeah, I think I think we'll definitely see Jokic probably in both games. I was talking to to one of my Nuggets guys that, that covers the team out there, and they think he's probably gonna play in their next game. So I think for sure, even if he doesn't, that he'll be questionable going into the next game. I think he'll for sure be back by the time they, they make their way to Memphis. He'll definitely be on the trip and I think he'll he'll play. But uh again, man, I'm I'm excited about it. I mean, they if they had lost this game uh tonight, I mean you could have you could understand, man, a, a long road trip, last game. I mean, you get Doors blown off last night, some tired legs, but they did not do that, man. They came came to fight, man. Struggled in the first quarter, got down seventeen, but didn't give up. I mean, that was an easy spot where they could have said, "This is Melody in, man. We'll 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 get back right on on Saturday night and, and try to get a win at home against the Miami Heat." But they, they kept battling, man, and ended up getting a, a big victory in, in overtime. So I'm sure, those guys are gonna gonna sleep really well tonight. I don't, I don't think they're gonna come back to Memphis until tomorrow. Um, I think I heard Coach Jenkins say so. Uh, uh, again, man, three and two, and I think uh, a really good start to the season, especially with, without Dylan Brooks.
0: Yep. And we, I figure we should be seeing an update on him pretty soon. They said in two to three weeks, and we're we're knocking on that door. So, you know, hopefully Saturday I can get in on the pregame. I, I missed it tonight, and I, I want to ask Coach about him. Um, did you catch it? You know, if anybody asked about him at all.
1: No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I missed the pregame as well. Uh, I wasn't in the pregame press, and so no one asked about him tonight. So it, it would definitely be good to to get an update on that. But it is coming up the time to where they're supposed to give an update, report. Um, and we'll see. Um, again, man, it, it coming to the season, they thought it was something that he's going to be okay. Uh, but but then I guess they kind of looked at it again, uh, did the MRI, out and again, and, and kind of thought, well, maybe he needs some time to to rest. It. So hopefully, he gets back and. Hopefully it doesn't take him a long time to get acclimated. It's been a while uh, since, since he's played in NBA games. So hopefully it doesn't take a long time to implement him uh, back into the game. But uh, they could really use him defensively. There's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he's not going to come in. And I think it's been overblown with, about the defense. He's going to help, no doubt about that. But I, I think they still have some issues that they got to work out. He's not going to completely oh, fix those issues, yeah. but he'll definitely help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's not a fix all, that's for sure. But no, no I, I would have to say, man, that early on the point of attack defense has been pretty crappy. The, yeah, the guards have been playing defense from behind a lot, and and Dylan Brooks will help eliminate that to a certain extent, but Dylan Brooks can't guard every guard on the floor either. So
1: no.
0: you know, exactly. that, I mean,
1: because they just got killed last night against Portland, man. I yeah. mean, even if they had, had Dylan Brooks, I mean, I, I they still lose that game. I think. I mean, it's just. They, they got some things to work out on the defensive end, and their offense is definitely more advanced than, than their defense. It's usually the other way around. Usually teams come into the season, and you'll see their offense struggle, and They might be a little bit further along defensively. That's not the case with the Grizzlies right now, but I, I just got a feeling that they're going to be better than this. I mean, they, they've been a team that – they're not a team that gives up points the way they do it. I mean, they've been kind of a, a sieve where teams have been able to kind of chop them up with, with, with backdoor cuts, and they're not rolling well um, and covering but they – in the second half of this game, man, they, they stepped up when, when they needed to, uh, really clamped down to be able to win this game. But, again, man, it's been, a, been an issue outside of tonight. Um, in the first quarter, they, they just struggled. But outside of that, they've really struggled and given up too many points uh, to be consistent. Eventually, you're going to have another game. If you don't get that covered up, you're going to have another game like we had last night against Portland.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I looked it up last night. Heading into the game against Portland, they were the worst defensive-rated team in the league and yeah, and then number one surprising. offensive rating,
1: which is this it's, it's yeah. weird, man, to be on both ends of that spectrum. That was a, a crazy stat. And I think shout out to Sean Coleman. He put that out, man. That was a a, a crazy stat to see. But yeah, I, I think that's something that they'll they'll get cleaned up as time goes on. And when when get gets back, he'll definitely, definitely help with that. And they they'll grow as a unit uh defensively. Because I mean they're a better defensive team than what they've shown here through the first five games. But again, man, I think that might have been the start of something tonight. I mean, they were able to make plays help side defense man blocks at the rim getting deflections um and, and they they definitely put the effort in so hopefully that's something we see continue because they're definitely going to need that uh on uh, on saturday night against the heat
0: yep for sure man i, I don't really have anything else that i want to talk about tonight i think we pretty well covered it all you got anything else before we get out of here
1: man no man i think we we pretty much got it covered man just looking forward to them being back home, man, three three home games before they go back out on the road. So I think they're definitely going to enjoy being able to sleep in their own beds, man, and days in between games. Don't have these back-to-backs coming up.
0: Yeah, don't have to worry about uh, rushing to get to the airport or traveling, nothing, man. Just leave the forum, go home and sleep, and come back the next day and do whatever. So,
1: Because it's been a while, because last last season was a complete grind, man. I'm sure they're, yeah. they're glad to, to have these days off in between games, man. I can't remember what the number was, but it was like, Felt like they were playing every night for like two months straight almost There the end of the season so sure they're they're glad not to have those types of schedules anymore
0: yeah it, it was rough man it, it was you know it was it was nice as far as like somebody covering the team because yeah. there's always something to talk about but you know like toward the end i'm like dude this is this is I mean, grinding right now man yeah. i'm ready for some off days i wasn't ready for the season to end but man it's like you you didn't have time to take a breath because when you took that breath it was time to go again so
1: and they had that brutal 7 game West Coast trip i mean where they think what team did they play they played Denver twice during the tip, trip mm-hmm. which is at altitude i think they played Utah I mean, it was nuts man then they came back home and played Utah i think after yeah. that so it was it was nuts there for a minute man
0: yeah, it's like they they played Denver. They started the road trip in yeah, Denver, Denver, and then they ended the road trip in, trip in Denver.
1: Denver, yeah, yes, yeah, so it's yeah, rough, man.
0: Yeah, brutal <laughs> stuff. So we will get out of here. You can get the show on Twitter at HoopballGrizz. I'm at Dwell Two One One One. Isaac, let them know where they can find you and get us out of here, man.
1: Yeah man, you can find me on Twitter at Isaac underscore rivals. I-S-A-A-C underscore rivals, man. Again, big, big victory tonight. Back on the floor, that form on Saturday night against the Miami Heat. And we'll that's what we'll talk to you, man. We'll talk to you after that game uh, to do a recap. And until then, we're going. This has been a hoop bowl presentation.